Hi, it's Ellen DeGeneres. Welcome to my podcast. We're going to listen to some of the best moments from the show, and it's going to be hosted by four executive producers that I love. Happy listening. Happy holidays, everyone. I can't believe we've done 30 episodes of this podcast. Yeah, 30 episodes. That's crazy. That's Three good ones. Mm. Are we rich yet? No. Seems okay. like it. All right. Uh, remind me of our cut again? A zero. Okay. Well, what's uh, zero? We've had, <laughs> we've had some, but it is fun. I will say that. It's fun, and there's lots to enjoy. So if you haven't heard it all, uh, go back and take a listen to what you missed. But for today, we're going to look back at some of the best moments we've had so far, including Ken Jeong, Michelle Obama, Andy Through the Haunted House. I mean, come on. Blake Shelton. What more could you ask for? Can we talk about Ken Jeong on the show this week? Oh, my sure. God. I mean, is, is that what you're calling him? His name is Ken Jeong. Listen, Ken Jeong. So, just leave me alone. I'm tired. Well, okay. so can we tell the story? I think we can. I think we? we have to. I mean, Ken Jeong was on the show, and yeah. he's hilarious. He's, he's in the Hangover and he's been movies. on before, and I know Ken Jeong. Times, and yeah. and Ken Jeong, I'll say it over and over again. I know him. Right. right. She knows he's him. Very Ken funny. Jeong. We all know Ken. Jeong. We all know Ken Jeong. So then, Ellen, Ellen in mm-hmm. introducing Ken Jeong, says, "Please welcome." Yeah. What? Kim Jun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. Um, she goes, please and, welcome. He's from the Hangover movies. Yeah, it, he's got a new Crazy what, Rich Asians. He's in, he's in the new Goosebump movie. Yeah, please welcome Kim Jun. <laughs> and, and and as he makes his way to the chair, I make contact with Ellen and I just mouth Jong. And she looks at me and goes, yeah, I, I now, sure, now, <laughs> now I know I it's John. And Listen, I, you people. I never laughed harder. I, I, I couldn't look at Ellen. Both any... of you, y'all were yes. crying laughing throughout half the interview. Right? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, listen, y'all don't Kim know what June. it's like to have to talk every single day. Like, yeah, and sometimes your nope. mouth and your brain don't yeah. don't get together. Yeah. And y'all sit here with your little podcast <laughs> talking, you know, oh, we're, we have a podcast. It's like. Yeah. This is, it's different than being a talk show host. It's very hard. Ken, uh, congratulations on the uh, Crazy Rich Asians oh, movie. Thank you so doing much. Very well. Thank you. <laughs> Look at that. I'm crazy. I'm rich. I'm Asian. Now, there you are. It was, um, John, director John M. Chu said it's, it's more than a movie, it's a movement. So thank you everyone for making that movie a biggest hit. It's one of my, well, probably the favorite thing I've ever done in my career. For, oh, that's great. Have more people of color on the screen, have more Asian representation. Thank you guys very much. Yeah. Thank you. That's great. You get to wear outfits like that, too. I mean, and yeah. I get to wear my own wardrobe. Yeah, your yeah. own, yeah. Love it. <laughs> so uh, you went back to stand-up, I understand. Yes, yes. I Actually, I just shot my uh, Netflix stand-up special like three weeks ago, and I had the best time ever. So it was so much fun. I hadn't done stand-up comedy in, in 10 years, and it was my, my return to stand-up. And I see that you, actually, I had heard through yeah. the Netflix grapevine that you had done your... That's right. Yes. I, I hadn't done it in 15 years, and I decided... What made you decide, and, and how was it for for you to go back it was it, you probably f- figured a, a similar thing but it was initially very scary where I, I i started virtually from scratch i had made like five or ten minutes and then over the course of eight months i really just grinded it out i did a lot of like a lot of clubs a lot of the improv the funny bones and all these clubs did casinos dinner theaters i don't know backyards i would do everything <laughs> to try to get ready for it and by the time i shot it i, I was i actually was ready for it i, I it was one of the one of the most fun things I've ever done in, in my career, and, and I just I, I really, really can't wait for people to watch it. It's very autobiographical. It talks about my, 
my my life from like being a I used to be a physician and and like being a doctor on and how it led to me doing this. So and where did you shoot it? I shot at the Ice House in Pasadena. Oh, that's a great place. Yes, and that's yeah. where I I first got my start doing stand up comedy. And actually, that's where my wife uh, saw me do stand up comedy for the first time. And I really talking about my wife and her uh, battle with breast cancer. She's cancer free and doing great. So in many ways, I. In many ways, I dedicated my act to her because it really is about family and, and, and yeah. love. I actually call it, I'm, the working title is Ken Jung Full Circle. So coming back full circle where, you know, where I'm, I'm doing the club that I love the most and, and with, the, uh, with the wife that I love the most. I don't know, just make more. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard, it's amazing because you're, so you're doing stand-up and someone in the audience had a seizure. Yes. And because you used to be a doctor, yeah. you actually, you're a full-service comedian. You went out and <laughs> took care of the person with the seizure. Yes, and it wasn't from a bad joke. Now, it was, <laughs> it was actually, this is what really happened. In, in the beginning of my set, and even in my own Netflix special, I, I do some crowd work like an Asian Don Rickles. You know, that's kind of how I do things. I insult people as Mr. Chadwick. Like, <laughs> stupid. I do all these things. <laughs> and then someone in, someone in the third row was like, Mr. Chadwick, Mr. Chadwick. Like, calm down. I'll insult you later. I'll get to you. And she was like, no, no, someone's passed out. And I literally dropped the microphone jumped off the stage and went to help the patient. It was like, it was like Godfather 3, like Michael Crow. Like, just when I think I'm out, they pull me back in, you know? <laughs> it was uh. so surreal, and yet 550 people in Phoenix, like, being quiet and helping out this one lady who actually, you know, she actually turned out she had a petite mal seizure, and she was passed out. She was unconscious. And I'm thinking to myself as a physician, I may have to do CPR. I was in doctor mode, very serious. I was like, and I did stuff with the American Heart Association teaching hands-only compression CPR. You don't have to do mouth-to-mouth anymore. And you do it to the beat of staying alive. That's a, that's a fact. 100 beats per minute. Ah, 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 staying alive, staying alive. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, am I going to have to BG this girl? I don't know. And within minutes, like, the paramedic came, and she's totally fine, seizure-free. And my whole point is, if you don't like my show, you don't have to have a freaking seizure. (laughs) Just walk out. I got the check, yo. For the first time in 16 years, um, you were laughing on set. I was laughing, and I physically turned my back to mm-hmm. you because yeah. I thought I wasn't yeah. helping yeah. laughing. And it was unbelievable because she's not wrong. So we were funny. laughing for half the interview oh, and yeah. she just kept conducting it. What and could I, was I like, do? And I I've, I've made it through other things where you have you drop things or you... you there's Andy. all kinds of things going on. She's pointing at Mary. Twice no. this week, Andy has entered... Oh, the oh, shot. Oh, oh my God. He comes out and he comes from an, the opposite. How's this about the, me? Let's go back to Kim Jun. Like Ellen called fi- someone Kim Jun. I don't even understand. I, when I see him walk through the shot, I'm, I don't she understand called, where he's coming we're from. We're talking yes. about how a, she called Ken Jong. No, Kim now we're talking we're about done. you. And you. we normally know where you go during the course of the show. When Where's you get, this new place when you're you get going that you're coming through Now you seem to cross over to where Claudia is. And I'm in the middle of either introducing right in my eye line. It's like so distracting. Through your light and your camera. I think the listeners are going to like this, me getting fired on the podcast. Because that's what it feels like. And this is what it feels like is happening. What's amazing is we're all shocked. And Liz Patrick, our director, who... Is just couldn't be my more mild mannered. All of a sudden, you hear her go, "What was that? What, I mean, what happened? Uh, why is your phone blowing up, Ellen? I, I have a with? lot going on. She's busy. I'm very busy, which is why I said Jin Kin Jun. <laughs> there was another good one today. What? what? During a clip, we played a clip of a really cute cat, really cute dog, and there's guitar music playing underneath the clip. 
Oh, and yes. as the clip is playing, you hear Ellen talking. We come out of the clip, and we kept the music playing intentionally. And you see it dawn on her, oh, yeah, I was supposed to get up and get a guitar. And she starts oh my God, <laughs> crying, laughing, picks up the guitar, and plays it about she, 12 she seconds committed after to the it. clip well, was done. You know why? Here's, why? here's why. why I forgot. Please? Yeah. Because Mary told me to ta- talk through the clip. Yeah. She goes, do you want to talk through the clip? <laughs> and true. I jokingly just said no. But then I was like, she wants me to talk through it. So I had forgotten the bit about the guitar because Mary wanted me to talk through <laughs> the clip. A double I, I knew this would happen. I knew. <laughs> I knew in the moment you would when get you realized that you had not gone to get the guitar because, because I you. believe you can walk and talk at the uh, same time. <laughs> it was so funny. Dinner time for busy families, especially during the holidays, is a challenge. Things can be so hectic with gift shopping, decorating, and holiday parties. There's less time to get a fresh, nutritious meal on the table, and takeout is not typically a healthy option for our family. Also, traditional meal kit services require way too much preparation. Well, we've got your solution for stress-free dinners during the holidays. Gobble. Gobble is a meal prep service that makes it so easy to cook nutritious, delicious meals in just 15 minutes. For real. What makes Gobble different? They have an army of sous chefs that do all the prep work for us. They select the highest quality ingredients and take care of the peeling, chopping, marinating, creating the perfect sauces. Gobble makes a great holiday gift for the busy people in your life. This week's menu consists of teriyaki beef stir fry with broccoli and snow peas, cavatappi ratatouille pasta bake, souvlaki chicken sandwich with Greek salad and lemon vinaigrette. I mean, come on. We want you to try Gobble, too. So Gobble's offering our listeners a fantastic limited-time deal. $50 off your first box. Go to our special URL, gobble.com slash Ellen, now, and get 50 bucks off. That's gobble.com slash Ellen. Let's talk about Michelle Obama. I, oh, yeah. I, I love her. Oh, my God. I, mean, I love Michelle here, Obama. I is, love her so much. Everyone in the office is just happy, better. It is so much fun. There's electricity, yes. yeah. and Ellen is happy. She's Ellen starts bragging a week out that her and Michelle are texting each other. It's right. so funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I was texting she Michelle loved, yeah, last I was texting night. Michelle and, last and, night. And I always feel guilty, but I just stay quiet because I don't want to brag that Michelle and I are texting also. texting. also. Yeah. yeah. Very we close. T- we text. Yeah. Michelle Obama aired last week, so hopefully it's still on your DVR. We had her for the entire hour. You should watch it. It's really amazing. And if it's not on your DVR, we're going to repeat it sometime in the next month. So just keep watching and you'll see it. Last time she was here, we took her to CVS Uh and they went shopping together. Oh, my Mm -hmm. gosh. It was so fun. Yeah, Really, really fun. You would think you couldn't top it. Nope. This time we took her to Costco Yep. because Michelle has a new book out called Becoming. And uh, Ellen decided to do an impromptu book signing there. She thought that would be hilarious. They have a big pile of books. And they just crashed the Costco. And uh, this is what happened. All right. Oh, look. This is the first time I've seen my book in a store. It's here. You're going to sign books. We have uh, Michelle Obama. (laughs) Michelle Obama. She'll be signing books. (laughs) How are you? What's your name? I'm Sophia. Sophia. Hi, Sophia. You got your book? You'll start reading it when you get home. Ellen, you can't sign my book. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Wait, wait. Okay, so now you have to make a choice. Do you want an Ellen-signed Michelle Obama book or a Michelle Obama-signed Michelle Obama book? What if you get both of our signatures? That would be fantastic. Why why is your signature bigger than mine on my book? (laughs) The heck? Free samples. Anybody want a free sample? First of all, Michelle Obama tells an amazing story. 
She does. She, she tells, tells a great talk show ap- story. She tells a great talk show story. Yeah. And, and she told these stories that were in her book. And she told one story about the day that marriage equality became the law of the land. And they lit up the outside of the White House in rainbow colors. And it was and it was really moving and it was special. And people came out people came out to really celebrate that in front of the White House. And Michelle Obama was watching it on TV in the White House and realized <laughs> that if she just went outside her house, she could actually also be there. So you talk about in the book also the night that gay marriage passed. And this is uh, a great story. Yeah. Um, One of the interesting things, I I bring it up to talk about just how uh, vastly different one day could be uh, in in the White House during our administration. And the day that Barack and I went to the funeral um, where he, you know, uh, famously sang Amazing Grace, we were at that funeral. But we flew back, and that same day, uh, marriage equality was passed. And... That same day. And we're in the White House, and when you're in the residence, there's so much bulletproof glass that sometimes you don't hear what's going on outside. And we were having dinner, and we were, you know, listening. We knew that there was celebration happening, but we didn't realize that people, thousands of people were gathering in front of uh, the White House at that time to celebrate. And my staff was calling me, and everybody was celebrating, and people were crying. And I thought, I want to I be in that, you know? Also, we had uh, worked to make sure that the White House was lit up in the uh, LGBT colors. So the lighthouse was... It was in so beautiful. It was, it was beautiful. So we had made that plan, and I was sitting and watching it on TV and realizing I'm living this. I said, I have to break out of this. I want to go outside, and I want to be a part of that celebration. So I had the bright idea, I'm going outside, okay? So I tried to find some partners. So I went to Barack's office, and I said, we should go outside. And he was like, babe, I've got too much stuff to do. I can't go out. And he's like, you know I can't walk outside. Come on, get out of my office. (laughs) Yeah, I go to Malia, I said, you want... I go to Sasha, I said, you want to come outside with me and see the house, it's colors, let's celebrate. And she's like, no, I'm watching... I went to Malia's room, and I said, come on, go with me. And she says, okay, I'm down. But me and Malia, and we're trying to get out of the White House. (laughs) And realize that it's not that easy to get out of the White House when you're in it. But we were determined, and I said, we are not listening to anyone. We are going to walk out that door, you and me. So you come out of the residence, and there's an elevator. And there's usually an agent right there. And when you come out, they whisper, you know, our code names, they're moving. And I'm like, dig, they know we're moving. It's like, let's not take the elevator. Come on, you and me, go down the stairs. So we rush down the stairs. And you can see the agent thinking, why are they running? And he doesn't quite know what to do, so he starts following us. And I'm like, run faster, run faster. And we go down the steps. And we go to the front door, the north portico door, which faces Pennsylvania Avenue. And I'm just thinking, I'm going to walk out. So we go to the door, and the door is locked. So now there are many people behind us. The uniformed policeman, the usher who's in charge of the house, 
and they don't know what to do, right? And they're like, uh, ma'am, where are you going? I said, I'm going out. I'm going, I'm, we're going out. We're going outside. And they're watching because, and they're calling in more people. She's trying to get out. She's trying to get out. And Malia's like, she's pumped up. She's like, we're gonna do this, mom. You get out, you get out. But the door is locked. And then the usher says, ma'am, um, if you walk out there, you will be on camera in front of the nation. And I'm in ripped up shorts and, you know, a t-shirt, no shoes on, no makeup. And I thought, hmm, you have a point. <laughs> I don't wanna, I don't wanna be on that clip looking like this. But eventually the happy news was that we got out. We, Malia and I walked outside. It took 15 minutes <laughs> to get outside. And we stood along with all the cheering crowd off to the side, mind you. <laughs> so no one would see us with security surrounding us. And we tried to have our tender mother-daughter moment. But we just took it in. I held her tight. And my feeling was, see where this is. We are moving forward. You know, change yeah. is happening. That's beautiful. So. That's so good. It was so fun having her this time now that she's out of the White House. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. there's no guard anymore. She no. didn't have to yes. be. I mean, I always remember we were when she co-hosted with Ellen, when she was the first lady, mm-hmm. we had a game called, I don't remember what it called, Michelle Obama, this or that maybe. Yeah. And we gave her just two choices of rather mundane things. And she yes. had to pick what she liked. And we were in rehearsal where we asked her Twizzlers or Red Vines. Right. And she goes, Twizzlers. Then there was a lot of whispering in the audience between her people talking, talking. And then a hand goes up, oh, we're not going to answer that question. Oh. So I don't know what, <laughs> like what kind of uh, deal wow. they had with Red Vines. That's amazing. But <laughs> now we put her in the hot seat and Ellen was allowed to ask her whatever she wants and she just answers. We are back with Michelle Obama and we have learned a lot about you in this book, but we have a few more questions and so we thought we would play a quick round of burning questions. Who was your first celebrity crush? Jermaine Jackson of the Jackson Fives. Let me explain, okay. because most people were, they had a crush on Michael. That's right. And I was young, I, I liked the older Jermaine. Mm. Yeah, I was in the older man. I think I was seven. Wow. <laughs> Tell us something you stole from the White House. <laughs> we had to pay for everything. That's in the book. <laughs> I know you stole stuff. I did. I stole, well, the napkins that, that were in the bathroom. Do you still have them? No. What did you do with them? I don't know. Um, <laughs> do your best Barack Obama impression. Oh, well, let me tell you, I have, I have three points. Uh, <laughs> one, and then there's two, and finally, a three. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> All right. You didn't do your best Barack Obama impression. Oh, <clears throat> well, <clears throat> I don't, I don't really do impressions. <laughs> I'm really bad at impressions. Do you have a nickname that you like to be called? Mish. What is something that you uh, love that everyone else doesn't? <laughs> Kale. <laughs> Who are you better uh, friends with, me or Oprah? I know, Oprah, no. My spouse gives the best. (laughs) He's the best at everything. Oh, that's that's a good answer. (laughs) What about you? She's the best at everything. Well done. Um, 
When you're alone, what do you talk to your dogs about? Do you talk to your dogs? Oh, gosh, yes. Uh, how's your day? What are you doing? What do you have? Did you bring me a bone? What did Dad do? Oh, we have long conversations. Yeah. What, what do you talk to your dogs about? It's usually, what's that on your butt? Let me come here. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> let me get that. You know. <laughs> What do you do that makes your daughters laugh? Imitate their father. Besides your family, who would you like to go on a road trip with? Uh, <laughs> Ellen. Ah, really? That's so yeah. sweet. You yeah. didn't answer it? Yeah, Michelle. OK. Yeah. All right, good. Where would we go? Um, I don't know. Where would you want to go? We should travel across America. Yeah, we should. Yeah, let's travel across. Let's you and I do it. Yeah. <laughs> because I got to tell you, uh, she keeps me the, in, in this crazy world when I'm freaking out and stressed and going, what's happening? She uh, texts me the most positive, optimistic things and keeps me balanced because. So I could show you how much you don't have to worry about. I know. Well, let's do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, it is called Becoming, and it's available in bookstores and online. It is a fantastic book, obviously. Uh, today, you're all going home with a copy. <laughs> She just makes everyone feel she's good. She's so nice. Like, she's in the so eye and she just she's makes optimistic. everyone She's yes. optimistic. And she's nice to everyone on the staff. She's yeah. so appreciative for everything we do. She's if just she great. senses that uh, this is the part of their texting relationship that blew my mind. If she senses that Ellen is down or gets discouraged about the state of the state, right? Um, she sends her positive stories to lift yeah. Ellen's spirits. That's awesome. Like that's yeah. amazing. She, Michelle Obama sees the glass half full, twenty four hours a day. Yeah, no and matter Ellen what's happening. Sure, and Ellen makes sure that during Ellen for an hour a day wants to raise everybody up and make yep. people yeah. feel good. That's what she wants to do with her with her hour a day on the air. And Michelle Obama does that for Ellen. And they That's should be really doing do. a buddy comedy. Without a doubt. The two of them at Costco is so funny. Yeah. Twin sisters separated at birth. Oh. Good, uh -huh. Kevin. Look who already has My a idea. Plot. My pitch. My pitch. I own it. <laughs> uh, and she's just, she's just smart. Like God. She's, she is a so smart, smart lady who just understands how it all works. They're and a cool couple. Yeah, oh, and I, I bet she's an awesome mom. Oh, yeah, and the kids are cool. From what You can just tell those kids are cool. And talking about her daughter's date picking the daughter the up story? at the prom on the white, at the White House, you, oh you got to listen to this. So in the book, you talk about uh, Malia going to prom. Oh, yeah. Which <laughs> is, I just can't even imagine. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's set the stage. Yeah. Go ahead. You know, their whole lives were spent trying to have a normal life, <laughs> go to soccer matches and birthday parties and sleepovers and have kids come over with a security detail. Um, so then prom comes, and Malia asks, can I please ride with my date in his car? Because at that point, they had never driven in another person's car for security reasons. They have to... Kids could ride in their car, but they couldn't accept a ride from someone else. So everything in their lives is now a discussion. We have to pull in security. We have to talk to the chief of staff, talk to the communications director. And we decide, my thing was, she's got to ride in the car with her prom date. You know? I mean, come on, people. Uh, so she gets to ride. So he comes to pick her up. Uh, <laughs> poor kid. And... Uh, uh, he's got to come through the official uh, driveway that dignitaries come when we are 
when state visits happen around the, the South Lawn, that long driveway up to the front door of, of our home, which is like the dip room, we're coming down the elevator um, because, you know, we're in the elevator, me and Barack and, and Malia, and she's like, just be cool, you know? <laughs> it's like, please don't embarrass me. She looked beautiful. I mean, oh, is she just uh, was a vision, is a vision. And, and Barack's trying not to cry, and he's trying to act cool. And we greet the young man in a nice tux. And, you know, God knows what happened to him getting in, because I tried to make security know he's coming, don't hassle him. I told Malia, make sure his car is clean, if you know what I mean, because dogs sniff the car. I said, I don't want him to be embarrassed. Um, <laughs> so I was, a, I said, I don't know the kid, but you know, he, he's picking up at a different house. Um, I had met him, but I didn't know him, know him. Um, so he comes in, and you can tell he's a little nervous. Um, and we shake his hand, take a picture. Uh, and they get in the car, and they go off, and then, like, three cars follow. <laughs> it's like them, and then three cars, with men with guns. And Barack was like, this makes running for a second term all worthwhile. My daughter is being followed by men with guns. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm good. There's also a segment on the Michelle Obama show where we put together a tape piece that showed the impact that Michelle Obama has had uh, on this country. And yeah. it, was, it was the one thing we didn't tell Michelle that was happening in the show. So Ellen starts to intro it, and Michelle goes, wait, what? What's <laughs> happening? I didn't know about this. And we rolled the it tape. It was really fun. And it was a beautiful tape piece. That was really cool. And you can see that on our show. That's on your DVR. You can see it on Ellen Tube. Uh, but check it out. Take, take the five minutes and check it out because it's really worth uh, your time. It makes you feel good and, and your it's money. worth your time. Let's talk about Andy. All right. Can, uh, can we talk about America's favorite well, viral sensation? I think it starts as our favorite. It starts as our like, favorite. It, we, well, it, it probably it, starts as Ellen's favorite. It's scaring kind of my, me. It's kind of one of my favorite things in my year, honestly. Every year is... Yeah. Kevin hates I when like, I explain... I like how much he hates it leading up. Yes. Kevin, uh, absolutely. Kevin hates I like when I explain my fear, but I need, I, like I need it. to explain my it's fear. I'm not sure you do, not, but before you do, let's talk a little more about it. Let's talk about you. our guest, remember? Yeah. We haven't introduced you yet. Okay. We'll ask the questions. So I'm now giving out my posts as host, and now I'm the guest. Oh my God! I'll let, I'll let you guys. So Andy, Andy going starts, through haunted houses. Yeah, it starts in late September, early October, when we remind Andy that it's that time of year again, and that he is going to have to go through a haunted house. And then there's a whole little dance that happens each year where Andy says that he can't. He tries health reasons. He tries his schedule. He tries <laughs> all these pressure. different reasons. That He's he can't sure do it. that the that you can't top the year before. That yeah. do people still care? Is it still anything anyone's interested in? And I don't. And I don't want to sound unsympathetic. Because I'm not. I am sympathetic that he really genuinely does not like going through Are them. You? I I really am. But it's so funny to watch him deal with fear in such a funny way. Like I don't I don't think there's anyone else on earth who, as they're being screamed at and shocked by ghosts, can be funny in their fear. Right. I love it so much. Well, and ever since we started doing it, every show now tries to yeah. do it. But there yeah. you just can't Copy Andy. No. Right. Because we, we have Andy. Andy. And part he, of the fun for us, 
Well, we know Andy's going to go through. And when then can I say my case? Am I still not talking? You're, not talking you're still yet. not okay, talking. Yeah, right. you. Part of the <laughs> part of the fun for us is to decide who Andy should go through the haunted house with. And Andy has gone through the house haunted house with a number of really fun people. You went through with our uh, former assistant Jacqueline, mm-hmm. right. who is maybe jumpier than you are. Yes, that was, Jacqueline was the first time I saw Andy use a another person as a human shield, a human shield. to protect yes. himself. Yeah. <laughs> So if you haven't seen Andy and he Jacqueline, hides behind Jacqueline. If you haven't seen Andy and Jacqueline go through the haunted house, Jacqueline just like so vulnerable and 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 sweet and just, just tiny. All you want to do is all you want to do is protect her. And yeah. no, he hides behind. Yeah, her. just as as lovely a person took care of Andy and I for six or seven years as our assistant. Just couldn't be sweeter. Went through the haunted house with Jacqueline. You went through with uh, Eric Stone Street. Yes. One of my buddies. Uh, you went through with Sarah Paulson. I think Sarah Paulson actually asked to go through the haunted house. Yeah, with that's possible. There's celebrities tweeting us saying, yeah. "I want to be next." Yeah, yeah. And now this year, uh, Andy went through with Chrissy Teigen. Now yeah. let me just state my case. Oh, I'm, I'm, oh this wait, is wait, important. Wait, you do, wait, this is important for on. my children right. because you they do. get asked a lot. All right, is your you dad do. this much of a Hold win? On. Just before you do, let me see if I can state it for you. Okay. I'm going to play the role of Andy for a second. Okay. Thank you. It's not that I'm afraid. Of of ghosts or people in costumes, it's not. I'm afraid. Right. It's just that it's startling. It's startling. Yeah, it's just startling. surprising. That, I need afraid. to explain that. I'm not afraid <laughs> of even three hundred. After all these years, my twelve year old son just say, "Do clowns really scare you?" I just I go, get in it's there. It's not okay, clowns. They're missing the point. It's clowns jumping out. Right. I just get in there and I go blank. Right. <laughs> That's so right. funny. Well, no, but we know we know that three hundred and sixty five days a year, Andy can be startled, and yeah. most of those days. Ellen is the one startling Andy. Yes, Andy is Not jumpy. for the camera, not for any reason. Well, Just sometimes for, for the camera, always for entertainment, yeah. always for enjoyment. There's almost never a time when Ellen scares you that we're not. We've pretty much wired the building so wherever she scares you, we can have it on tape. Right, right. But, so this is how, when people say, how fun is it to work? Think about your workplace at any point you can be jumped out at to be scared. Yeah, <laughs> well, that sounds like our fun. listeners might like to know is Ellen doesn't see it until she sees it on the show. Yes. So, like, yeah. that genuine laugh that you see out of the clip of you going through is her genuinely laughing and enjoying it for the very first time. And this year, so we sent Andy through a haunted house with Chrissy Teigen. Yep. And we knew... Who couldn't have been lovelier. Right. Couldn't, and she's just fantastic. From what I remember. She is so funny. <laughs> well, you can see in the haunted house, you can see um, Chrissy Teigen having fun. Yes. And you can see She's Andy. laughing. Yeah. She's yes. laughing. Laughing. And you're, you're right. cursing and screaming. Andy spends... Well, I've met people... T- in the haunted house, uh, yelling at cast members in the haunted house that they're not being fair to him. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I've met a lot of people like Chrissy Teigen who are like, "Yes, I get scared, but I have a lot of fun." Yeah, she yeah. laughs. And for me, she I don't. She loves. Same thing laughs. with Ariana Grande. As soon as they were done, we were done. They go. Ariana was like, "Come on, we're going to go do the rest of the." And I'm like, "No, no." I'm going home. Like <laughs> a true story, my though. My heart. In this instance, Chrissy Teigen said to us, I, "It will be so fun to go through the haunted house with Andy, but I, I, I have one condition. Yeah. After I go through the haunted house with with Andy, I need my mother to yes. go through the haunted house with Andy." And what we said was, "That's great. That's a great idea. We can't tell Andy that until right. after yeah. he goes through so the haunted house." And I've always, I've always said, "I'm only going to go through one time. Yes. I can't. There have been ideas for me to go, and I just can't do yeah. this." Now, Wednesday. Andy. I have I have one question. A lot of people have a lot of people have seen you going through with Chrissy Teigen. Yes, and a lot of people had some questions because it seemed as though you had sort of an issue with your eyeglasses oh, this gosh. year. This is, and I've had glasses for a few years now. 
for some reason, which I, they, they were loose, and I didn't know it because I don't do a lot of physical activity, <laughs> um, and the only one I do is hockey, and I don't wear them. So this was the first time, and apparently they were loose because apparently? oh my god, they wouldn't stop they coming are in off. Different places on your face every time we see. And I you. kept thinking, take them off, but then I can't see. Because I'm of that age. You're a man and of a certain age. I'm a man of a certain age. And so it was a nightmare. But again, I do remember them coming off, but I don't remember how many times because in the fear, I don't remember what's happening in there. <laughs> and I was saying to Ed yesterday, where did that come from where I call myself Alpha? And it's because Ed, whenever he doesn't want to, ha- whenever he makes fun of me, that he's not going to handle something at the show and he wants me to. He goes, You'll be Alpha on me. Right. <laughs> but I never use the term. Right. And then I watch back the haunted house and I'm yelling that I'm the alpha. <laughs> whatever whatever alpha is, you could make the case that Andy is the opposite of alpha. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> At least yeah. the torture ends when it's over, right? Tell him the Johnny Norman story. Which the screen which grabs. With the what? With the the screen oh, grabs. Yeah. With the oh yeah. This is the other thing. So Jonathan Norman, who's a co executive producer at the show, and he's been doing this for years. Anytime I'm on the show, he watches it in slow motion and takes screenshots where my face looks the fattest, whether (laughs) it's from a bad angle, and he sends it to me. And so I'll just be at dinner with my family, and I see a message from Johnny, and I think, oh, he's got something about the show, and I click on, and it's some shot of me where it looks like I have 41 chins. (laughs) (laughs) No message, nothing. And so, of course, he just sends you the picture. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, with this Chrissy Teigen one, now Ellen's in on it. She posted a thing of four photos, one of them which is from the side. And I go, Oh, that picture's not great. Ellen you saw that angle? Wait, well, I've never seen. I was like, we, literally, we, we, I'm never the one eating we again. Did with the four pictures, yeah, yeah. yeah, wasn't it the four pictures of your glasses though? Wasn't yeah, the, but one of them was taken uh, from an angle where it's my four glasses and my four chins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's some unflattering. Angles. Yeah, no, so, it's not great. Yeah. So, in in having sympathy for you, yeah. How long does it take you to physically sort of recover from your time going through the haunted house? 45 minutes to an hour where I feel like, okay, I'm calm. Right. In other words, as soon as I walk out, there's definite relief, but it's still going. But as soon as I walk out, you know, I'm 50% calmer because there's light and I know no one else is going to jump out except someone someone always always does. But once I know and Luna, our director, says, okay, we're done, and I see the camera go down— I'm good, and I'm just jumpy. I have that feeling where I'm driving home, and I go, I, I feel very anxious, but I don't know why. <laughs> and it's that kind of feeling, which you know, I'm you sure a lot of people can relate with. Places, or do you have like a limo that? Takes I mean, you? I have a team of drivers, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I drive myself, and it's uh, nerve wracking. Uh, and so you're a good driver, so you are just like <laughs> us. Just looking at your, I'm, looking I'm at a your car, driver. you're a good driver. <laughs> We're not I have sure some this. <laughs> We're not sure if this is going to translate to the podcast, but here's a little bit of Andy going through with Chrissy. If you hold the wall, you know where there's nothing that can happen. You got this, baby. Solid wall? I don't like that kind of stuff. What? I need you to calm down. Do they ever come back? Calm down. No, they only do it one time. No, you're not. One time. Back in. Go. Run? No, it's not real shoes. You're good. You can tell by the feet. Andy, if you could go through, if you had to go through, yeah, with anyone in the world, who would you pick? Jennifer Aniston. 
Ooh, mm, that'd be nice. a good one. I'll bet she would be very scared. I, I bet. I bet she would. I don't laugh. know if she would be. I bet she would laugh and think that you were insane for how. Scared I, and you I, I really haven't thought about it, but the reason I said her is I always find when she's on with Ellen, she's almost motherly and funny with Ellen. There's right. something very sweet and nurturing yeah. about her. And, here, and I need nurture when I'm in there. Here's one thing that we have not exploited. What? Is we know how startled you get and how scared you get. Someone in this room also gets scared and jumpy and scared yeah. when they get scared and has been trying to hide that fact for as long as we've known him. Kevin I, Anderson Lehman. Kevin, Kevin Lehman. For a very long time. Kevin Lehman. How many years? A lot of years. years. But, but years, Ellen, yeah. Ellen scared Kevin in the control room, scared all of us in the yeah. control room a while back and yeah. posted it on Instagram if you want to go back and see it. And you got really scared. I hate getting scared. I'm, I'm That's not why like he, Andy. She scared him here right That's outside why, my office. Yeah. That's why he spends so much time orchestrating other people's scares. Yeah. Right. It's very, he That's projects a distraction. So, so he goes, something, if I'm going to focus on everyone else, why would anyone scare me? So I really enjoy Blake Shelton. Yes, yeah. Andy brought in. Andy has a little leopard speedo, and that, he yeah, brought that it I wear in. Occasionally. And then we play this game called right. Pitch Please, where the guest does not know what they are selling, but they have to sell it to Ellen. Yes, and uh, it's, Ellen knows what it is and asks questions. I'm yeah. always not sure that I want to play it. Right. Oh, I always love it. I know you do. Well, you're yeah. a writer, and you know, you're well, Irish. I'm me, <laughs> which is to say, not a writer. Uh, and uh, he and Ellen have this fun relationship. I mean, the, she has given him so much stuff for being the people's sexiest man alive. Yeah. And uh, and he's such a good sport about yes. it. Like, he's just a good dude, I think. He's always sort of a little fish out of water. Yeah. Like, he's just always a little uncomfortable with the situation that he's in, yeah. and he has yeah. no problem telling you that, explaining right. why, and having a good sense of humor about it. Here's how that game works. We're back with the former sexiest man alive, Blake Shelton. Well, I still am for a couple of days. That's right, still. Yeah, give it to still me. Still now. This is in case there's a rerun. Uh, every week <laughs> on The Voice, you have to sell yourself to someone, uh, to get someone to go on your team. So we thought you're so good at selling yourself, you know, that whole thing with oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. that. Yeah. So we thought you could sell anything. So we're going to play a game. It's called Pitch, Please. Please. All right, we're gonna what is have wrong you. With you people? You're gonna try. God. We're gonna. You're gonna try to sell a product like they do on QVC. You won't know what it is, uh, but the audience will. Okay. All right. All right. I don't know what this is, but it's, well, it's awkward already. All right. The first question is, how much would you pay for something like this? $15. $15. So, so it's not as expensive as I thought it would be. I thought that would be more expensive. All right. And what other celebrities besides yourself would, would enjoy something like this? Uh, oh, my God. Would, Mar uh, would Mariah like it? Would, would, would Betty White like it? I would, would like to think that Mariah would like it. Yeah. Mariah, Mariah would. Mariah. That's good. And, well, you know what? The hell with it. And Britney Spears. Yeah, Britney Spears. Yeah. Yep. Let's just go for it. Yep. You would wear it for any occasion or what? what's, or just a special occasion or? It feels like uh, formal, like formal. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? You're what are you doing to me? You're selling it. All right. So do you think there's enough room for you, did, is, 
<clears throat> to put everything in. I'm gonna be sure I understood the question. Do you Is have there any... enough room to put everything in? Yeah. In it? In, in the product that you're selling, oh, yes. Oh, there's enough room to put everything in it. In the product that you're selling. Yes. All right. And how often would you wash it? You don't, you don't want it to shrink? Sorry. I said something that made sense here, didn't I? What I said made sense to whatever this thing is. It's, it's your product, uh, Blake. One, I would say, you know, you would use it a couple of times first and then wash it Okay. Let's see the face. When you, oh, you're in the mirror and this product, Are you're- Are we still you, doing this? Yeah, yeah. You're wearing the product, you look in the mirror, what's the face that you have on when you see yourself? It's like uh, uh, Fonzie, when he does it. <laughs> <laughs> are there safety precautions before before using it? Are there safety precautions? Of course. Like what, safety first. Yes, and what would they be? What are the precautions? You know, uh, you wouldn't want to put it near an open flame. Mm. <laughs> right? No, nope. nope. it's flammable. It's flammable. Yeah. You're right. That's good. They should what be. What in God's name is, is this thing? Well, let's see what you've been selling. You can come around and look. <laughs> you wouldn't want that near an open flame. No, no, no. You're right. This is the worst game. <laughs> I've that's so funny. Did I win anything? No, but we all enjoyed it. Now, I've never done this DNA testing for one really big reason. And before you read those, Mary, and tell me what I am, I'm the Irish guy who roots for Notre Dame, even though I never went to Notre Dame and never could get into Notre Dame. Right. I'm that guy, okay. right? Okay. Yep. Go so ahead. let's get the results. Okay. So, so the results are in. Okay. All right. Okay. Oh, my God. She has them. I'm suddenly nervous. It's not pretty, is it? Well, it's, it's not bad. Okay, Ed? Yeah. You're 96.5%. British and Irish. Wow. Okay. Right. Very wow. nice. Okay. A little right. British. Okay. But what's the other? I want to yeah. know the other. Here please we go. Please be Jewish. Please, please, please. You are 1.2% Scandinavian. Oh, oh, wow. That's the high cheekbones. I Interesting. see it. All right. I'll be a little Scandinavian. I'm yeah. down. Yeah. So that's I'm what, that's none what we- None of this is Jewish, right? No, none of it, none of it seems to be- uh, That's a pretty big surprise. percentage. I don't that's really, pretty uh, solid. You're Irish. Yeah. I don't really understand You're this. definitely Irish. Yay. Now, Excellent. Andy- Andy- I happen to have yours. We have yours. So, Andy- Andy, let me just us, give this premise. Tell us, if you would, what your greatest fear was about doing this. All my parents, my late father, my mother, and my whole family, it's Jewish, Jewish, Jewish. And I'm a very proud Jew. You are. But they are so sure that we are so Jewish that I believe there has to be at some point we weren't. But mm -hmm. I don't know. But they're pretty sure. So I'm thinking that we're going to be, first of all, I don't know if they grade it by being Jewish, but I think I'll be European on some level. Okay. I have good news and bad news for you. Okay. The good My, news is, oh God, whatever you are, yeah, you are one hundred percent. 
What? A hundred percent? hundred percent something? The, yeah. You can be? Yeah. The I've bad never heard news, that. The bad Obese. news is. What is it? It's not Jewish. No, I'm kidding. <gasps> oh my God. What is it? You are 100%. It says European, 100%. Ashkenazi Jewish, 100%. Wow. <laughs> we knew it. Oh my God. Oh gosh. Everyone am, is shocked. Can anybody be more Jewish than no. that? No. 100% I mean, Jewish. you're 100%. Congrats. I mean, am I the Messiah? You might be. <laughs> <laughs> that? I got to see that. If you're the Messiah, I give up. <laughs> All right. So wait, Here. that's insane. Yeah. Oh my god. Do you want to read my report? Sure. Holy, that's crazy. Yeah. Isn't it always a percent something else? Yes, I've never seen anything. <laughs> my god, my spit is one hundred percent Jewish. Let's see how well you guys know Mary. I have her results. Right All right, here. Do you really? And great. I'm gonna say that that thing says that Mary is one hundred percent Park Avenue. Oh, yes. 100% yeah, wealthy. Fancy. Mm-hmm. Very, no, here's what I say. Fancy. 97.1% British Irish. Andy, you are so close. 97.8% British and Irish. What was wow. that? Wow. Holy cripoli. Yep. Mary's more Irish. I'm more wow. Irish Mary than Eddie, is more Irish Eddie Patrick than Ed. Levin. Mary yep. Benedict Ed. Conley, yep. more Irish than okay, Edward that's Patrick not true. Levin. You I'm more recent. might be yeah, related. That's true. Because Mary be. is also 1% Scandinavian. Yeah. Wow. Well, wow. let me tell you something about Irish people. Yeah. You don't have to go back too far to see that we were all sleeping with our cousins. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's impressive. <laughs> Subscribe today on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening right now. And don't forget to watch Ellen weekdays for even more Ellen fun.